Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Oh, and I'm happy anniversary. One week late, Dave. It was uh, Dave and his wife Mary's uh, 15th anniversary. It was. Yeah. See, I, can, so. Sorry, I, go ahead. I, can, I can see you had to take the week off. Well, at least at least that day. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, and uh, and and a great day. Uh, a great day it was too. So. Uh, yeah, thank you for the congratulations. Yeah, and uh, and Mary, if you're listening, congratulations to you too. Um, you know, um, somehow you you put up with him for uh, all this time. Um, Google order a sofa. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did it work? Is is uh, FedEx at your door yet? No, and and never ever will I move from like a headset based system. <laughs> <laughs> to one with just speakers, because then it would probably start to resonate, and yeah, I'd end up with stuff. Happened to me mid-call yesterday. All of a sudden, it started playing Duran Duran because somewhere, some string of words Google picked up as me wanting that. <laughs> oh my that can be so embarrassing. You're in the middle of like this really important client call, and suddenly, hungry like the wolf, comes blaring over your stereo system. I, I was actually chatting with a client at the time when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a lot of you know what. A lot of interesting stuff happened with Google in the last week. Um, a lot of um, a lot of announcements about how Google works came out of Google, and I think this might have come on the heels of what may well be the uh, least the the, the least uh, descriptive algorithm name of all time. <laughs> I think we got to give this back to Brent. By the way, uh, Brett Tabke, the uh, the owner and 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 the the, the operator of, of the PubCon series, um, he used to name when he was owner of Webmaster World. He used to name all the algorithm updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where we got names like Bourbon and Florida, and you know, good descriptive names. The most recent algorithm upgrade, which, which I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone who's uh, who's listening uh, has seen it in action, is called Fred. Yeah, it sure I is. Get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a little tongue-in-cheek thing, and I actually can't believe it's sticking around. Um, and, and that it's been, been locked in on for our listeners who don't know. And, you know, Jim, you obviously do, um, Gary eyes at one point or actually at multiple points has said every update should be called Fred. I think he was just meaning just give it a generic name. It doesn't really matter. We do them all the time and you miss most of them. Uh, what I think yeah. he was doing there, but somehow out of the blue, like he's been saying that for a while, somehow out of the blue, this one came in and, and that's what they're doing with it. So, and it's huge. Well, indeed, and that's the thing. There are algorithm updates that happen every day. Google tinkers uh, with the way its machine functions in one way or another several times a day. We've we've known this to be true for, for years. Mm-hmm. But some updates have a massive impact. And, you know, something 
more uh, uh, robust than the order of words or um, slight assumptions rank, ba- rank brain might be making has happened. And I think this week, uh, we, you know, or last week, I should say, we witnessed um, something fairly significant. Yeah, it was it was huge. Um, and one of the things that I found really, really interesting, I mean, we all use our different monitoring tools on for SERPs and stuff like that. Uh, my personal favorite is SERP Watch. SERP mm-hmm. dot watch. Um, and it gives you the option to, to break it down by sector and also break it down mobile desktop. And that's where it was really interesting. When I was looking um, at just all sectors, so I, I didn't go niche specific. I mean, I, I have, but, but that's not where it, where it really hit me. Um, when I just had it all niches, so all the queries that they're, they're checking for across all the different locations, um, when you compared the desktop change with the mobile change, I've never, on, on the desktop, it was, it was fairly atypical for a large-scale update. Right, like it, it just makes these red dots get a little bigger. Um, the the more dramatic the changes are in in any niche, or it you know, and, and in this case globally, so it, it looked pretty typical. Um, you know, Canada was sort of a, a yellowy color, right? I mean, that's sort of you know the stuff's going on, but there it is. You know, Australia was still green, which means nothing's really going on there. America had a a red dot, typical of. You know, and, and size typical to everything that, that sort of happens when there's a major update. Now, you switch it to mobile, all of them went red. It's the first time I've seen the circles, which, as I say, expand the more dramatic the changes are, actually go larger than the countries they're in, and dramatically so. Like, it was big, red dots. Countries overlapping the red dots, they were that big. So what's going on in mobile is huge. Okay, well, I guess that 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 leads to the uh, the next you know uh, way to direct conversation. What is going on in mobile? Well, and that's that's the interesting. Well, I mean, it, as far as me, and we're super super early, and there's not a lot of reports going on. But everything about what they're doing makes sense. I found the timing um, kind of ironic because it was coming on the tail of. But, you know, announces page speed matters in, in mobile, but it's not a ranking signal yet. Clearly, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with page speed, but clearly there's major, major changes. Now, what I think this is, is tying to, and I, I have to wonder if the organic changes themselves um, are actually fairly similar in, in positions between the two sort of systems, whether, you know, uh, my instinct right now, and it's way too early to tell for sure, but my instinct right now is to guess that if we were just looking at pure positioning, um, you know, in a list of like one to however many SERPs are, are in there for your result in, in one big page, um, I imagine we would actually see something fairly similar in the volume of change that we're seeing between desktop and mobile. I don't think that's where these great big ballooning, um, you know, red dots are coming from. But there's also been over the last few days, um, and and Barry Schwartz covered some of them, I know we'll talk about them later in the show, um, that there's been some dramatic changes to layouts on mobile, um, you know, with um, the addition of recent news. I mean, that just came out, I think it was earlier today, might have been late yesterday, um, recent news carousel. So actually changing the structure of what the layout is on mobile. And I think that's where we're going to see the big, big changes. And I think that's actually what's impacting here. It's not that 
the actual position has changed anymore. You know, something went from whatever, 46 to 27, right? Or, or whatever, you know, a big change, but everything sort of moved. Um, you know, I have a hunch. We'll see everything sort of moved about the same in both uh, algorithmically. But I think what we're going to see is that the layout on mobile is changing so much that when we look at the page difference um, between what that meant on mobile versus what that meant on desktop, I think that's where we're going to see the big changes. So when these, um, you know, monitoring tools are going through, they're now seeing that, oh, okay, yeah, you went to position 27, but position 27 on mobile is now, you know, way back, right? You know, it's, it's significantly different than where it was um, prior so, to all these enhancements. So if, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, what, what you're theorizing is um, Google has changed the way the search engine results pages themselves look in, in mobile results, and that necessitated an algorithmic change to basically refill the positions um, that were moved about when they changed the way that SERPs look. No, well, exactly. And I mean, I don't know specifically whether the update is happening because they had to change the, because they were making these changes to the actual layouts going on on mobile, um, because we are seeing it on desktop as well as, as the algorithmic changes, or whether it just happens to be a coincidence, but it's certainly uh, a perfect I, storm. I doubt it's a coincidence. My guess is this is was this was scheduled with like four or five different um outcome segments uh, being necessitated by any any uh, uh, uh. see they change one thing here so there's a new outcome segment that needs to needs to be generated they change something here another outcome segment needs to be generated so I imagine right. Google had this planned long in advance and um, things are falling into place a B C D as they should we did this so now we'll have to do this this and this to get to, to reach our goal um, could this be the introduction of the legendary and uh, almost unicorn-like mobile-first index? Well, and, and, and see, that's interesting. But to me, or, or an interesting idea, to me, and again, this we're just talking, right? I mean, my instinct yeah, yeah, is yeah. to guess it's no. Um, but that's just my instinct because to me, and I may be totally out to lunch here, to me, it, that would produce a scenario where Sir watches results would be almost opposite um where we'd see bigger impact on desktop than we would on mobile right like if that to me again anyway that's that's sort of how i'm how i'm interpreting it um but for our listeners take that with massive buckets of salt <laughs> because <laughs> i don't know i'm just going by instinct on that one and, and jim that's a that's a really good question to be asking ourselves well, I think we I think we ought to unpack a little bit of uh, what people have observed over the last uh, week, and also what um, our, uh, our 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 most prominent um, Googlers who who communicate with the public, um, Gary Eyes and uh, 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 John Mueller. But I, I, I think we should unpack a little bit of what they've been saying the last few days. Sure. Some of it seems really banal, and some of it is actually quite interesting. Um, we're not going to be able to get into it until we take a break, but we got a few seconds before we got to take a break. So here's what, here's what I want to talk about. Rank brain. There was, I saw two articles that, uh, in the last couple of weeks that really pointed towards the idea that rank brain is figuring it out. It's, um, rank brain is actually making 
much more um, determinant decisions based on the context of information it's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've both Gary and uh, John talked quite a bit about mobile and different factors that um, affect how uh, users look at mobile pages, thus affect how Google looks at those. The way a user looks at any given page will have a big effect on how Google views that specific page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary was talking about that a couple of days ago. So I think if we uh, go through and just slowly pick things apart, we'll get a better clue to um, what Google is very possibly looking at with this uh, update named Fred1. So here's the thing. Like, we have to name them Fred1, Fred.1, Fred2, Fred.2, and it's going to get boring. So I don't think this Fred I don't think this uh, Fred standard is going to last although every minor tweak in the algorithms could very well be named Fred because it happens all the time and everyone the Freds are a dime a dozen, right? <laughs> right. I'm Poor sorry to any Fred. Freds out there who might be listening. <laughs> You're very special people and we love you. <laughs> um, but let's face it, guys. You're a dime a dozen. I mean, serious. Yeah, my name's Dave, so I'm not going to pick on these people named Fred. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay, we got a minute before we got to go to break. Is there anything else you want to bring to the audience in that minute? Because I yeah. see the timing up. I, I, you know what? I, I made a, a false uh, sort of comment uh, of sorts, and I just attributed something to, to Barry that wasn't actually Barry. Um, when I talked about um, an article talking about the, the sort of news carousel and, and the adjustments onto sort of the layout, um, the newest one was actually Matt Southern over on Search Engine Journal. Um, who had published the piece that I was I was referring to there, um, and so yeah, if you head over to Search Engine Journal, it was just earlier today, um, and you can read about they're showing related um, news stories alongside recommended stories, which is, was the first time we'd, we'd sort of seen that these sort of two dueling carousels, um, and so that's I just wanted to correct that so people aren't looking in the wrong place for the wrong name and and not seeing the piece. Okay, um, and on that. We're back on track again, and we can actually go to break and do the timing correct. So, friends, you are listening to Webcology on Crackery.fm. It is Thursday, the 9th of, February, 9th of March, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet, Internet Marketing, and we're going to be talking about Google's algorithm update, Fred, trying to figure, figure out Fred. But we're going to do that after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Sure to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Policy here on Cranberry.fm. It's the uh, 9th of March, 2017, and we are uh, trying to figure out Fred, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the poorly named, um, but you know, I've you never when when you make an announcement. There's been an algorithm upgrade at or algorithm update at Google. You're always walking out on a thin branch because you're never actually positive. Because you we actually saw something happen to the search results, and we can all agree on that. But because none of us have the secret sauce at Google, none of us actually you know work there, and even people who do work there don't have the secret sauce. None of us actually, you can't say for absolute 100% certain that there was an algorithm update, but it's like that guy on the History Channel. So I'm not saying it's aliens, but, you know, aliens, right? Yeah. There seems to be a strong consensus in the SEO community that there was something significant enough to call an algorithm update, and it happened in the last um, uh, 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 two to three weeks. Um. And primarily was seen like in the last week. Uh, if I was to ask you straight up, Dave, what are the uh, the top ranking signals at Google? What's the most important things to rank a document with? <laughs> oh, I was going to go with my default links, content, rank break. There, there's the top three right there. <laughs> okay, most you see, most people would just give you content and links, but rank brain is the essential third one that I was hoping we get you would throw in there. Links and content are obvious, right? We all know what links and content are, but what the heck is RankBrain and what does it do? Um, that's still the wild card. Even even though we're, Dave and I are both going to try to explain what we think RankBrain is, it's still a wild card for us even, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in, as I understand it, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just this guy, ain't no rocket scientist, but as I understand it, Rank brain is all about figuring out the context of 
a query or of words on a page or of objects on a page or pretty much the context of anything that Google has to try to figure out what does this blue widget mean? You know, um, what do they mean by using the term blue widget to describe this object? What did the searcher mean when he or she was looking for blue widgets? And RankBrain tries to figure out the context of one of those three things, what the object is, what the webmaster meant by referring to the object as something, and what the searcher meant when looking for something. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? It, it does. Um, for our listeners, and I'll, I'll just give Rand a hat tip on this one. For our listeners who don't think they understand Rank Brain, and, and Jimmy did a great job of, of describing it there. If you just look up Rank Brain Whiteboard Friday, probably the best layperson's description of what it actually is, um, is, is Rand's Whiteboard Friday. It's like a 10-minute whiteboard that does a really good job of explaining exactly what you've just said there, but he has a whiteboard so we can draw diagrams. I just did it in 45 well. seconds. 45? <laughs> I didn't even take a uh, minute. 45 seconds. But you're, you're spot on, and, and what I think is important to understand about Rank Brain, and it's exactly what you said, is it's not actually a signal per se. It's what Google uses to understand what's going on. Right, So you look at, and I'll steal Rand's example, right? Like if I enter into Google or ask Google on my, you know, Google home, um, you know, if I go net, what, you know, top Netflix shows, right. Or, um, you know, top Netflix movies, understanding that these may be different is, is important, but also understanding the context that when I say, you know, best movies on Netflix, I don't want my results coming from a page that's three years old, right? And that's what Rand describes really well is it's what decides how strong specific signals are, um, you know, within the equation. So now I'm going best movies on Netflix. Well, Google understands because of rank brain that when I'm saying best movies, something five years old is kind of irrelevant. So jack up the importance of the freshness signals and maybe drop down the value of links in that specific query because what's more important to me isn't how many links it has, it's how fresh is this content. And that's going to be more important. Yes, links might matter. Yes, content might matter. Yes, the authority of the domain might matter. But more important would be freshness in this one and then the authority of the domain, right, or, or something like that. So it is a, a really, really complicated system, but really neat, and you did an awesome job of describing it. Well, well, thank you very much. I mean, this is also the system that decides whether uh, the, uh, the the query in mobile is likely an action query. <laughs> Excuse me. is <clears throat> very likely an action query. I'm looking for something. I'm out there. I want to buy something. And so it'll refer me to an e-commerce page rather than a descriptive page. Right. <clears throat> um, right. Or if I'm traveling in my car and I say gas... <laughs> figuring out that, no, I probably don't need some Tums. What I need to know <laughs> is the closest place to get some fuel for my car. Well, don't forget that Google's also listening to the people in the car with you and that none of them are going, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well played. As, as, as they do with me. When, when, when I, I never get, <laughs> this is why I don't get in cars. Um, so Rank Brain is this, why, again, I described it as a wild card earlier because it plays so it plays 
Well, right brain is 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 the artificial intelligence that is now making sharper determinations on again the context of what this that or whatnot might mean. Um, and and by the way, rank brain is teaching itself as it goes along, so it doesn't always get it right, but it's pretty freaking accurate. It's certainly more accurate than it was a year ago. And certainly more accurate, I think, than than um, humans would be trying to decipher the sheer weight and volume of information that uh, Google's artificial intelligence is 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 uh, slogging through or parsing through. Um, it used to be that there would be teams of hundreds, like literally hundreds of quality control checkers working round the clock at Google to try to um, weed out weird results based on improper assumptions that the algorithm makes. Mm-hmm. I imagine those teams have been cut down to um, Fred. To Fred. <laughs> yeah, Fred. There's one guy, we call him Fred. Um, so I think that was, that was uh, the first thing to realize when trying to figure out what Fred Fred the algorithm is is Fred the algorithm is very heavily influenced by the education of rank brain. Yeah, and I think we're seeing the end of components that aren't. Right? Indeed. I mean, too, and I'm going to go off on a, on a slight tangent here, but it's, it's related to what we're talking about, and I wanted to cover it anyway. Um, Larry Kim, if we're going to question, and we were talking about how it is better than it was a year ago, um, Larry Kim from, from WordStream, your friend of mine, um, wrote a, a really, really interesting piece, and it was a week ago now, um, but we didn't do a show, so it's, it's fresh for us, um, and it's over on Search Engine Journal. What he's analyzing is dwell time, does it affect SEO? That's the core question he's answering in his article. What he provided was some really, really interesting stats, um, and he shows his own analytics in there. Um, so highly recommended reading. Head over there if, you're, if you want to see some evidence that Rank Brain works. And what he pulled out of his analytics, and I'd never have thought to actually look at it this way, is he took his analytics before Rank Brain and which pages on his site had the mm. most traffic. Okay. Um, and then he compared that with after Rank Brain. And it was which ones had the most traffic relative, and then in the graph as well, it was showing what the time on page was for that page relative to his site as a whole. And it is dramatic. And I've looked at it on other sites and this holds true on other sites. He just shows this one. Before you go on, you've been able to recreate and and reproduce these results. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty consistent. There's sites that are exceptions, but for the most part on large scale sites with large amounts of traffic, I've seen this as well. Um, And what, what he illustrates, and it does hold true, is the number of, and if, if you've ever looked at this view for, for our li- you know, users who or listeners who, who are you know, looking their analytics a lot, you would see when you have it in on the compared to the average sort of thing on, your, on time on page, when it's read to the left of a bar, um, then it's, the page is worse than the average as, as far as its time on, on page. And if it's green to the right, then it's above. Before Rank Brain, about a third of them were in the red. And he admits a lot of these were just SEO pages <laughs> that weren't even really relative to the query itself, right? They were just built to capture traffic. 
after Rank Brain took over, three of them in his in his graph, and he would I think it was fifty in in the list. Three of them were in the red, not a third. Three of them. Um, so a dramatic change on what the impact of having engaging content your users actually want um, on your site does before and after Rank Brain. Um, started impacting things. I imagine, and I've only done some quick, you know, views of this because I, I was writing an article and so looking at this stuff. Um, I only had a quick shot to to sort of go through. I didn't see a, a sort of slow transition, but I wasn't able to look as deeply as as I'd want across a large enough sort of segment of sites. But it, it actually appeared to be pretty dramatic. I don't know exactly when because I was looking at larger time segments to pull enough data, but. It looks like it was almost like a light switch type scenario. I, I can't imagine it was that way, but I wasn't able to replicate a, did this happen over time? Or was this like this iteration, Rank Brain suddenly learned this thing. Couldn't figure that out. But um, yeah, it, it's very clear that as Rank Brain has become smarter and smarter, um, that it's definitely starting to look at what are users doing and, and what content do they really want and actually starting to match it a lot better. Um, with, with the intent, so it's it's good. Although I mean, it could. The problem, huge huge props and respect to Larry. I oh my goodness, I I I I, I am uncomfortable doing what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem I have with studies like that is that could be that could be an effect of a uh, a, a weird corner or neighborhood of the uh, of of what we were calling Panda, the quality score updates. Um, and you can, I've argued this with Webmaster T with Terry Van Horn over and over and over again. Um, I believe that Google cares a lot about, um, how much time people spend on any individual page. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a, um, not a core component to Panda, but an important, important component to Panda. Um, Google was making... And and let's remember, Panda, Panda didn't necessarily precede Rank Brain. We don't know. We right. just know when we when we found out these things existed, right? Um, I don't think Panda necessarily preceded Rank Brain, even though we knew it existed before we knew Rank Brain existed. Um, I think I think uh, Panda uses a lot, a, lot, a lot of analysis from uh, Google's AI to you know suss out the strength of content and as using duration on site as a measure how long the 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 the, the search user looks at any given result so i don't know i mean i'd have to know exactly when those those studies were done um one thing i think that we can agree on is there there was Old Google and new Google. You know, old Google was a very human-like device, which is weird to say, but new but it was. Google was certainly not a human-like device. Well, you know what, and you are, you're actually bringing up a really, really interesting point, and I can't remember exactly where I read this, because it was like a, a, a year ago or so, but it was one of the folks at Google, um, one of the engineers talking about machine learning and artificial intelligence, um, and what some of the challenges of it, and this was when Emit was, was stepping down um, and being replaced by John, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, because I, I ruin it every time, but anyway, as, as the, the head of search, who was in charge of, of RankBrain's development, so we know Google's going AI, right? When that was all happening, 
um, it was, you know, I was reading articles on this and one of the big points they were making throughout, and this was some, some engineers at Google was one of the problems you have, uh, with AI and we're hitting it right now. And, and we can't be expected to, to be as smart as these people or have access to their data is you'll never know when AI is creating this type of system, you'll never be able to fully understand what happened. And, and why it chose a, a specific thing, because by the time you're analyzing that, it's moved on to, to doing something different, right? Because it's, it's, it's evolving so rapidly. You'll never fully be able to reverse engineer what's going on. And that's sort of what you were almost talking about or, or certainly reminding me of is that's the environment we're in. We'll, we'll never know, really. I mean, we can, we can do like Larry did, and he, he made a really good case for it, um, you know, we can, we can make these guesses at things, but the fact of the matter is, was it Panda? Was it rank brain? You know what? It was probably a hybrid, right? In, in the yeah. real world, it, no, they can't even be separated anymore. Now, in, um, in, in, in Larry's defense, like everything we do at SEO is the product of well-tested assumptions, but you can test this stuff to your blue in the face. And you can replicate my results, Dave. I can replicate your results, all that. But there's still, you know, I mean, how many times have how many times have you drunkenly replicated results on the uh, say the theory of gravity? It's still a theory. <laughs> well, and one of the interesting things, though, because we we hit this a lot in our sector, right? We can we can look at this and go, was it Panda? Was it was it Rank Brain? And, and we, it is an interesting debate, and I, I love these studies. But at the end of the day, who cares? Create good quality, engaging content, <laughs> and you will. Like, I mean, it, it does matter. I mean, we care as SEOs because oh. this helps us understand what we're doing. But at the end of the day, the action we need to take is exactly uh, the same. Here comes another curveball. I love hey. this one. I knew it was coming. Frank Brain is now smart enough to uh to understand that this entity needs to be represented in search results for certain keyword phrases um do you remember years back when uh bmw like completely screwed up <laughs> I, I, I forget even what they did whether it was a bad link network or like white text on a white background something something just like grade school stupid yeah if i remember correctly it was cloaking but i, I i'm not 100 percent on that one bingo i think i think you're absolutely right uh uh, BMW, the car manufacturer, uh, committed what was at the time a a mortal SEO sin. They got themselves banned from Google's index. They got BMW cars. BMW, like somebody was not happy in Germany that day. They were very angry. <laughs> banned from Google, like mind blowing. BMW was not in Google's index for all of two days. Because Google very quickly realized that somebody in Germany was very, very angry and reinstated BMW uh, because BMW has got to be part of search results when someone's looking for information on on one of the most expensive and significant purchases they might make in their entire lives. That purchased a BMW car. Mm -hmm. Um so actually, it wasn't because somebody in Germany was very, very angry, although somebody in Germany was very, very angry, undoubtedly. <laughs> um, yeah. It was – so Google understood back then, and they um, manually uh, reinserted 
BMW back into the index after removing it. Because, again, you can't have BMW uh, search for BMW without returning the auto manufacturer. Same thing goes for the larger brands. Uh, in a search engine uh, post or the SEM post uh, article the other day, uh, Jennifer Slyke used Coca-Cola as a good example. Coke has a completely um, flash index page. There is not a useful piece of spiderable information on that damn page. You can render it, and you're still not getting a hell of a lot of useful information because it's a damn flash page. Nevertheless, without any SEO information expressed on the index page of the Coca-Cola website, you type in Coca-Cola, you're going to get the Coca-Cola website number one. How can that possibly happen? Frank Brain looks at it and goes, well, you know what? That's, that is Coca-Cola after all. <laughs> So it turns out it's not just in finances. You can be too big to fail. Well, well, it's not necessarily too big to fail, but you are you are most clearly the entity that must be inserted into these search results for these for this specific query. Um, again, how would you feel if you were going down to the BMW dealership? You needed to do some research to make sure because you know you're you're about to drop like. 12 to 20 grand on a down payment and set yourself up for like three to five years of payments, right? Yeah. Best be accurate in what you're buying. <laughs> but you can't research it because it's not in the search results because somebody in Germany is very, very angry that their SEO <laughs> screwed up. Um, well, that can't happen. It's, it's the same thing with pages that are, or websites that, that are, you know, Clearly, the, the website that needs to match this result, Coca-Cola, bottling company needs to match Coca-Cola in, in a search result. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, just want, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to make that point that it's not necessarily good content and good links. It's also who you are. And if you do match that, that search query, you're probably going to rank. Right. And if we think about it, it makes perfect sense. You should. <laughs> I don't think anybody can debate that. BMW should show up for their brand. They should. And uh, by the way, BMW, and BMW has learned you don't, you know, commit egregious SEO sins. <laughs> um, what, but incidentally, what Coca-Cola is doing is not an egregious SEO sin. They're just choosing not to. Um, they're just choosing to use a technology that nobody respects or, or uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, they they. they Somehow, these people get away with selling other people bottles full of water and sugar. So, like, you know, <laughs> they're good at this stuff. It's like they know what they're doing. Very much so. And on that, we got to take yet another break here on Webcology. We got more dissection of Fred. Somebody, somebody better anesthetize him, eh? Uh, we got more, more dissection of Fred coming up. But first... You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? 
Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the uh, 9th of March, 2017. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Um, we're uh, looking at the <laughs> algorithm update. Um, Miss Monikerd as Fred. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that uh, that 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 used to be ranking factors that aren't so important anymore. Um, one of them, unfortunately, is listings in directories, and uh, this would have been a much better story for last week, but you know we, we missed last week. But uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it now. Um, so, Dave, you know that submission you made to DMOS like six seven years ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still waiting. It's not going to get approved, dude. It's not uh, going to happen. I know. It was really important six or seven years ago to get that approval. Um, and I think that's indicative of how Google has uh, – I mean, Google and the web itself. Like, the, the web has changed, and that's forced Google to make changes too, but – Remember how important directories used to be because that was a human who was looking at it and making a judgment. Yeah, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Greg Harnett and the amazing Best of the Web crew. Oh yeah, um, and then the importance of that directory because again, Google understood that Best of the Web, or um, to a lesser degree, uh, the Open Directory Project or DMOS, 
uh, Google understood that there was actually a human making a judgment before a web page or a website was given any weight or credence in those directories. And so Google would give those uh, web pages or websites a little bit more credence. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, a, it, let's face it, it really costs too much to employ humans to review the web. Or if you have them on a voluntary basis like DMOZ did, you really can't depend on them to review the entire web because the web has gotten pretty darn big. Um, and AI can parse to it much faster and probably more accurately with fewer biases. Yeah. Um, it's worth, I mean, I, I think it's just worth noting that DMOZ has closed and I think the closure of DMOZ is kind of like the final nail in the coffin of uh, SEO uh, three point uh, SEO 2.0. You know, um, SEO is still alive. It's just evolved into something that it wasn't a couple of years ago, you know? Oh, uh, very true. Very true. So, there's other things that used to be really important that uh, RankBrain and other parts of, of Google's AI have, um, you know, either made less important or increased in, increased in importance. Uh, I want to get through this really quickly and then and then talk about video because um, I think I think the last thing we need to close on is how Google treats video. But um, you remember how? It used to be so important, and, and, and many SEOs still work, work this way, to lead Google to the most critical pages in your website, and you did this by messing around with, uh, the, with the weight of, of internal links? <laughs> no, not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, according to John Mueller, you don't really got to do that as much anymore, at least. You don't have to try to downgrade the importance of common pages like an about page, a terms of service, um, the contact us page, stuff like that. Because, well, let's face it, Google realizes you probably are going to have an about us, a contact us, and a TOS. And they're going to start ignoring them when it comes to uh, the amount of resources directed into uh into spidering a website and figuring out the the, 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 the the placement of any given page or object within that site. I think it's kind of cool because it's a whole bunch of work that people used to do that doesn't actually have to get done anymore. Yeah. You remember the days when we would actually no-follow the links to those ones on the... Well, it worked for a time where to, to stop PageRank from going there and put it all to our you know, product pages or whatever. Yeah, you know what? That was that that actually did work. Um, siloing that was that was page rank siloing, correct? Uh, sculpting, I believe. Sculpt, is. Well, that's sculpting. I ah, I mean, like, do you do you remember the do you remember the do you remember back in the day when when the idea of getting an SEO glossary was actually achievable? <laughs> I know, I know. Now there's just too damn many terms. I know, and um, you can actually download it into a few page PDF and be done with it. But yeah. Okay, you know what? We are we're we're at risk of running out of time without talking about um, probably the one of the most crucial 
forms of expressing information on the web video. Um, and David, during break, you passed a document. Um, trying to get back to uh, back to it, you passed a document um, announcing Google Cloud Video Intelligence API, advanced programming interface, and more cloud machine learning updates. Yeah. Um, by the chief scientist, Google Cloud AI and machine learning. I love this name, Fifi Lee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this is awesomeness. Um, and it just came out, uh, or it went up on the, on the Google blog today. They've got a closed um, private beta, but basically what it is, is a, it's a new API that Google is putting out. Um, the capability, I, I can only cliff notes it because we've got a couple minutes here, but basically Google is developing and has a really good toehold on understanding entities in video. So understanding that this is a dog, understanding that this is a tree, understanding that, you know, this is the gold marches of McDonald's, right? Like of understanding these different things. Um, they're now connecting an API so other people can use both their data and provide new data on different entities and how entities interact and the actions that they take, allowing users to now search for specific entities in video. So I want to watch a video with dogs in it, right? Or I want to watch a video where, I mean, obviously it gets a lot more sophisticated. I'm giving the most basic example of what you can do with this now or, or what you'll be able to do with it. Um, but you could also have exclusions built into this thing. You could also, I mean, we, but, okay, imagine. So, so, for yeah. example, I remember that there was this amazing presentation done in, uh, at a conference back in uh, 2011. I can't remember the speaker's name, but I do remember he was wearing a um, purple shirt and a green sombrero when he was talking on latent semantic indexing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then that'll connect it. I have a hunch, though, like, let's take this one step further. Netflix gets their hands on this. Now, when they're processing, you watch this video and you liked it, their understanding of every single component, it, it, they'll now be able to base their recommendations, not just on the idea of you like this and other people did too, but actually going, you like movies that have these specific characteristics of entities and the actions combining them. Um, so, okay, let's show you some related to this. I mean, and, and again, I don't even think that's the most example. That's one of the more advanced examples I can think of. Um, you know, but I, I can only imagine where this is going. I have a hunch within two years, it will completely revolutionize the way we consume video media. Well, absolutely. I mean, and, 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 and merge this in with, uh, I can't remember the name of the service. We only got three minutes left, so I'm not going to take the time to go look for it. But we know that Google's trying to move in to uh, cable trying to yeah. reinvent the way that network TV is, is presented to, to the American public. Yeah. So imagine having this technology and, you know, having a much more granular view of your viewer habits than either Netflix or even Pornhub has. Right. Um, oh, and imagine what Pornhub is going to do with this kind of technology. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um, oh, no, I that's do. Brilliant. We only have two minutes left. <laughs> uh, and I mean, in a, in a related story, just because we're on it, Pinterest has just launched um, earlier today a new Chrome um, add-on to allow you to, if you see an image on the web that you like, um, like a, a, of an entity, you know, sombrero, 
right? And, and it has these specific characteristics to actually use that image to search their entire database, and it'll then provide you all the Pinterest results for that entity and related entities, um, things like it. So, I mean, they're making huge moves themselves in a very, very similar space. I mean, it, it's far more simplistic than, than what Google's announced today. Um, but I think that's, I mean, imagine that in the hands of a company like Amazon, I mean, now that that pushes the envelope forward even more on on how we're going to be interacting with the world around us, right? I, I like you know the boot somebody's wearing. All I need to do is take a quick snapshot. Now I've got it on Pinterest. And again, imagine Amazon being able to do you know that extending over to Amazon. Click, okay, now I've already ordered it, right? It's it's a brave new world for marketing. That's for sure. Um, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even going to get into the philosophical implications of all that. But you mentioned Brave New World, and I think that's a very, a very, very apt mention. Um, that's phenomenal. Uh, not so sure how it is for marketers. It's a great new world for retailers, or e-tailers, or maybe just one or two e-tailers who can own this technology. But this is again making me making me wonder um, what's going to become of marketers. In the, in the coming internet age, you don't need us to describe stuff. You don't need us to persuade or to uh, 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 entice somebody to buy your product. You just need to make your product look really cool and make sure everybody sees it. Right. Um, um, so, you know, there's the changing role of marketers, perhaps. You know what? And interesting you mentioned that. I'm just working on an article right now, the first one I've done on this tangent of the death of organic SEO with the caveat as we know it. And it that's kind of what it's about. Is okay. Everyone, jump on. on Dave now. <laughs> Good. I'll be interested to see how that goes. If people actually understand it, understand what you mean by that, I get it. Don't, 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 don't jump on Dave. You guys got to. We're about to be played out. So, um, I think we actually we 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 screwed up the timing at the beginning of the show, but we're nailing it at the end, friends. Let's do an apology on Grandry.fm on the 9th of March, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Stock SEO wishing all of you, including Fred, an amazing week. Um, we will be back next week, but friends, stick around. Uh, Cranberry.fm with some amazing content coming up after the news. Dave and I will talk to you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry Newswire. Is your website hacked? 